Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Vandy Sports Podcast. Here's your host, Chris Lee. Commodore fans, on your feet, it's time to anchor down. Hello and welcome to the Vandy Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Lee. Tonight, we launch our seventh season of the Vandy Sports Podcast, and with that, we are doing something very historic at the podcast this year. With the new name, image, and likeness agreement that the NCA has allowed, we have got a contract with Vanderbilt starting quarterback Ken Seals, and we are going to kick that off this year tonight with an episode with Ken. We're going to have several of these throughout the season, so if you like the podcast already, you're going to love it because starting quarterback Ken Seals is going to be a regular part of it, and I cannot wait to get into it. I think you're going to love the very first one that we have done tonight. Ken Seals appears on our guest line. That is brought to you by Sutherland and Belk, a family-owned injury law firm. If you or a loved one has been hurt in any type of accident, please call Taylor or Russell, 615-846-6200. See what your rights are and if they can help. We welcome Ken Seals to the Vandy Sports Podcast on what is a very special and historic time for the podcast. Ken, thanks for joining us on a Sunday night. How are you, sir? I'm doing good and really appreciate you you having me on. Yeah, this is truly a historic deal. Name, image, and likeness has just come into being within the last few weeks. And I'll just give you a little behind-the-curtains stuff because... We have not announced this at the site. This is going to be a surprise to our subscribers um, and our podcast listeners. And so what better way to announce it than to have you with us? Ken, name, image, and likeness came into being the first week of July. And I got to thinking quickly, this would be a cool thing for the site to involve a player. And I say this in all sincerity. You were the first name we thought of. You were the first name to come up. Uh, We spent a lot of time talking with you and and your father uh, about this and how we wanted to do it. And and I say this in all sincerity. uh, You were our handpicked guy. You were the guy we wanted to to do this first. And we're just thrilled to have you with us. No, and it's it's super exciting. Everything's starting to change about, you know, the whole – NIL deal, everyone in there, the players making money off their name, image, and likeness. And so uh, it, it really is. Everything's changing right now. But uh, jumping on an opportunity like this to connect with fans and uh, fan base, uh, I think it's uh, really special. And I'm really looking forward to where this can go. Well, since our audience is going to get to know you a lot, and our plan is we're going to do these throughout football season and spring practice and even have a couple of catching up with you episodes during the off season uh, as well. And I just think it's going to be so much fun. I, we never know where the show is going to go from here. But again, you're going to be a regular part of our podcast uh, once a week during the season and then a lot in the off season too. But uh, just cannot wait to get started in this. And since our audience is going to get to know you, Ken, I want you just to kind of tell them who you are. I mean, I think most fans out there know you're the starting quarterback at Vanderbilt. You were a star high school player in Texas. But just tell us some other things about you, um, you know, your family, those sorts of things. Anything that our audience would find of interest as, as we kick this off? Yeah, for sure. So um, I guess, you know, my love for football kind of came from my dad. Uh, he always told me about 
his playing days. And so I started playing around first or second grade, uh, played for the Azel Bulldogs back in the day. Uh, that's whenever I lived in Azel. Um, ended up transferring to Weatherford my sophomore year. Uh, had to play on JV uh, because of the transfer rules. And then my junior and senior year uh, played in Weatherford and ended up actually being pretty successful with my team. Uh, my junior year was the first year we'd went to playoffs and I think, you know, 11 years uh, for the school. And then my senior year was the first first year we had a winning season and I think like 19 seasons. So um, it, w- it was really fun playing with those guys. But, you know, like you said, I'm at school now here at Vanderbilt, um, had a truly interesting, unique experience and introduction to the college football uh, last year. And um, honestly, I look at it as a huge blessing. And, you know, I'm grateful for the opportunity that I got. And uh, it, it really was, you know, like I said, unique. And um, I think I learned a lot from it. But, you know, that uh, that's uh, all learning experiences. And in the past, we've got a new season coming up that I'm really excited for. Uh, a lot of new changes that are happening. And uh, there's a lot to look forward to going into this year. Tell folks about what you plan to do outside of football. I know that you have, I believe, a minor. Is is the minor technically computer information systems, or what do they call it at Vanderbilt? Yeah, uh, it's a computer science minor. Um, so I actually, uh, it's funny, <laughs> I actually came into Vanderbilt. I graduated early from high school my senior year and uh, came in and declared as a mechanical engineering major. I took my first uh, physics class and it was calculus-based physics and I'd never taken a calculus class before. My uh, my advisor actually was wondering how I even got in the class because I wasn't supposed to be in it because I didn't have any of the prerequisites. But um, ended up deciding mechanical engineering wasn't for me. And so after that first semester, I uh, switched to computer science and that's what I studied during the season last year. And um, I don't think that transition was going to be uh, as easy as I thought. <laughs> I uh, I spent a lot of nights uh, staying up late doing homework during the week, and um, especially trying to you know start a quarterback as a true freshman against the All SEC schedule. That was extremely demanding. <laughs> and so after the fall, I was like, you know, maybe I shouldn't be majoring in computer science anymore at Vanderbilt, and so. Uh, long story short, I switched to uh, human organizational development as my major, but you know I'm really interested in the whole, um, like you said, the information systems uh, industry and field, and uh, I think there's a lot of potential there. And so I'm kept a computer science minor. I'm a couple classes away from getting it actually, so that's uh, that's kind of where I'm at academically right now. But it's um it's definitely you know exciting to me to be able to see what I could do during a season with a little bit more time on my hands in preparation. So when I'm having tech troubles with my computers and the podcast, I, I call you now, right? That's part of our deal? No. I, <laughs> so the thing is, is it's actually nothing like working a computer. So like like scrolling through apps and stuff, like, yeah, I can do that. But like if there's anything in like the system, I have no idea. I just know how to code a couple like basic programs, and that's pretty much what I've learned so far. Well, um, all jokes aside, what does life look for you look like for you when you're done for football? I know I think sports media has been a thing that you've thought about going into, but um, yeah. hopefully you've got a long football career outside of Vanderbilt. But, but what are the other things that you have have thought about doing? I mean, look, most of us when you're rising sophomores in college, I know I sure didn't have it figured out at that stage. But what what are the things that you were thinking about doing when this is all over for you, playing wise? Yeah, so obviously, like computer science is kind of what I've been, you know, talking about and studying and so much, but 
uh, I kind of wanted to have my own business and that's kind of, you know, what promoted the switch to human organizational development. It's kind of, you know, the business, um, equivalent of Vanderbilt since we don't have a business major. And so that's kind of where my mind was, but I think, you know, obviously being computer science, like being some sort of like, uh, app developer or programmer or, you know, something like that. Um, I know like working for companies like, uh, you know, I'm thinking big, but like Microsoft and Google and like, uh, you know, different, different jobs like that, working with, you know, the information systems is really, you know, what I'm interested in. Um, it's, it's so like, not even on my radar right now. <laughs> like I, I couldn't even tell you where I would start to begin to find a job. And, um, I, I really don't know where I'm going to go after, after school, honestly. Uh, I'm just, you know, I'm going to see if I can figure it out along the way. And, uh, while I'm doing that poison football, so. You have had an interesting first year. You had the, the pandemic last year and all the craziness of that and the coaching change. And we're not going to hit all that tonight. We've got other things we want to talk about in future episodes. But let's start here. What was that like coming to Vanderbilt really in early January when most freshmen are coming with their class in the fall and, and you're doing spring practice and all those things? What were those first few weeks like as you got used to all that? Yeah, I'm trying to think back to it. So it was definitely like, you know, the the normal college feeling of like the balance of, you know, nervousness and excitement. And, uh, you know, it, at the time, it was just me, Jeremy Musa and Jack Bowen in the quarterback room for the spring. And Jeremy Musa was coming off of a uh, broken ankle. And so he was, you know, limited during practice. And so I knew going into spring that I was going to get a lot of reps. And so I was like, wow, like this this could be huge for me. And so about February, we start hearing about this talks of this virus or something that's starting like across the ocean. And we're like, what the heck's going on? And so obviously, you know, Vanderbilt Medical was like on top of it, like watching it. And, you know, we, you know, wasn't obviously not at all concerned. And then March hit and we're four practices into spring and everything just shuts down. It seems like in a day, like we got, we got called into the meeting room and uh, coach Mason came and talked to us and said, Look, I know we're in the middle of spring practice, but we're shutting it down. We can't have any more practice. Uh, and then a couple of days after that, they said we're not even allowed to stay on campus anymore. So they sent us home. And so it was it was a very quick introduction to college. Uh, I was home after my first three months and um, had a very long summer with my family. Uh, actually ended up getting to walk the stage back at high school, which I didn't think I was going to be able to do because I was already at college. But um, it it was, like I said, it was, it was really unique. And, um, I still feel like, you know, I'm struggling to get that, you know, normal college experience. Even now I know things are, you know, at least trying to go back to normal and we'll see if they stay that way. But, um, it's, it's definitely been, I feel like not normal <laughs> in being, you know, first year in college. So, well, in the middle of all that, not normal, you've got a coaching change too. So you've got another layer on top yeah. of everything. That's like, what else is life and football going to throw at you at this point, right? Right. Yeah. No kidding. It's uh, it, It's been a lot. But, you know, it's like everything that's gone on, you just learn to roll with it. I think the only constant is that there is going to be change. Like you never you're never going to know what to expect next. And so I'm just, you know, I'm I'm rolling with the punches at this point. Like if we got to go into another quarantine, it's you know, it's going to be. A grind obviously but you know it's going to be whatever i got to do at this point so that's 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 my attitude towards it at least 
What was that like last year as you're going through quarantines and having to separate from your teammates and just all those things? That just had to be a real burden on everyone. Yeah, I mean, you know, everyone dealt with it. There was everyone had unique situations. I remember specifically a couple guys got uh, contact traced and put in quarantine because one dude went up to his friend's room and like played Madden with him. And so we had like a team meeting and Coach Mason was like, you know, you're not supposed to be going and hanging out in other people's rooms. And we're like, what are we allowed to do? Like we were at practice, like we're banging up on each other. We're not allowed to take showers at our own facilities. We have to wear masks underneath our face masks. And now we're not allowed to like hang out in other people's rooms. I was literally, we had a team meeting on Zoom and <laughs> we're, me and my roommate were on the same computer in the living room at attending the meeting when our one of our um, uh, trainers texted us. It was like, either y'all need to put on a mask or y'all need to like split up. And we were literally living together at the time. <laughs> and we were like, there's no way. Like they're being that strict on us that we can't sit next to each other on the computer like and attend this meeting. So it it was like it was very very uh, intense there in in the thick of it and uh, especially during the season too like everything was so serious and uh, playing in completely empty stadiums at home and you know they had the crowd music on the you know, the big screen up you know at ten it seemed like. like I could barely talk to my teammates I was like this is just ridiculous how loud this crowd noise is but. You know, they turn off the crowd noise and then I'd be like talking to the other team from across the field, like being able to hear their conversations. It was like completely unique and foreign to everyone. Uh, even the coaches would say like, this is just so weird. But, you know, we all got through it and um, learned a lot from that season. I think we learned a lot about, you know, I guess the ourselves and the culture of our team, too, which obviously – uh, needed to be changed, and I think that's um, what I'm most excited about. And I know we got a lot more to talk about, and so won't get in, into it too much. But there's a there's a lot happening that I'm excited about. Well, and before we flash into this year and the coaching change, and, and that'll be kind of how we end our first show. I know that there's a great deal of interconnectivity between you and other players at other schools. And I think that's the case for a lot of people. Like one thing that surprised me is, is how often you guys are, are texting with other players around the league and, and even guys you're going to be playing the next week. So I know you guys are swapping stories at other places. Yeah. Everybody, like it was tough at Vanderbilt, right? And all those things, but everybody at every other SEC school is going through a lot of that too. This season of the podcast made possible by Jody Jones, DDS. Jody is a former Commodore football player. He's a Vanderbilt booster. He runs the best dental practice in Nashville. You can find him at 55 Music Square East. That's not far from campus. He is the choice of folks all across the entertainment and athletic industry in Nashville. He deals with movie stars, music stars, athletes, coaches, entertainers, all kinds of people. People go to Dr. Jones because he is simply the best cosmetic and general dentist in Nashville. Go schedule an appointment with Dr. Jody Jones today. His office is in a spy-like atmosphere. It does not feel like a dentist's office. You will be comfortable. You will be taken care of. And please thank him for his support of the podcast because without that, this would not be possible. How tough was it just to be a football player in college anywhere a year ago? Yeah, I think, you know, what's tough about it is a lot of guys and a bunch of schools had different rules on it, whether, you know, your parents could come or not. I know we went to Texas A&M and there was, you know, 35,000 people in the stands. And so 
uh, it, it was different all over the place, and everyone had different experiences. Some schools weren't as tough as Vanderbilt. Some schools might have been more tough, you know. But um, I think, you know, for the most part, everyone really, like, lacks the social interaction that normally comes with being, um, you know, SEC, Division One football player. You know, I, every, I, you get it online and through the phone, but it's really not the same as, you know, seeing a crowd of people um, wherever you're playing, like, cheering you on. And it's just, you know almost a depressing sight to see a half filled or, you know, no, no one at all filled stadium. And so I think everyone dealt with that and they dealt with it in their own ways. I know for me personally, I was, you know, very sad at some points during the season. Like it was, it was very strange, uh, not, not being able to see family, like even after the games and, and before, before the games, they'd, you know, watch us and monitors be like, all right, you can't get close to your family, you know? And so like, I haven't seen my dad in six months and I'm like, having to stand six feet away from them and can't give them a hug and we're masked up and they're like watching us. It's, it was bizarre. And, you know, maybe we snuck a few illegal hugs in there as well, but, uh, outside of the supervision of the team, I guess I can say that now I had no idea, but, um, it was, uh, it was tough. And I think a lot of guys went through, um, uh, mental health issues. Uh, I know some guys have talked about, uh, the, uh, their struggle with that. And, um, I don't, I, I don't like to think that, I was depressed by any means, but there, there were times when I'm in my dorm room, you know, they had to move my roommate out and he lives in a hotel for the season, you know, just to socially distance. And, uh, I was in my room like by myself, just like, wow, like this sucks. <laughs> and I'm doing computer science homework till two in the morning. And I'm like, what is this? Like, is this actually going to be my life for the next four years? So, but you know, there was obviously, you know, I'm talking about all the bad times there was, you know, great times too you know and there times with my teammates you know whenever we got to throw our masks away and you know we all got vaccinated and everyone said you know all right you can be normal again go be normal students and so that, that those are the good times and especially now like getting to hang out with them that's you know been the best part about it all but looking back on it it was definitely one of the low parts of my experiences so far well thank you for for talking candidly about what was a tough time for you and a lot of people a year ago but Ken, the transfer portal is a reality now, right? You you know that kids across the country can basically go anywhere at any time. You come in as a true freshman, start every game in the SEC. That almost never happens. So you're going to have options if you get the transfer portal, and yet you chose to come back. So obviously there were a lot of things that you liked about your situation the school and all those things at a time where I'm sure you would have been courted by a lot of schools. Had you hit the portal, why did you choose to come back when you knew you were probably going to have options? Yeah. And it honestly, it wasn't ever even really a discussion that me and my dad have, uh, that, that we had leaving. Um, I'm a, I'm a Christian. I'm a strong believer in um, my religion and, um, I honestly believe I was put in this position at Vanderbilt because that's where I was meant to be. That's, you know, God's plan that he has for my life uh, was for here and in this city. And, you know, I look at the opportunity that I was given getting able, obviously being able to start as a true freshman, but also being able to start, you know, since game one, finish the season, I stayed healthy. And then I got, you know, more experience than anyone did, you know, starting every game against an all SEC schedule. And so I, you know, just got handed it all right, right from the beginning. And so I don't know if there's ever been uh, a freshman that got as much out of one year that I did. And in the end, if I want to, I can just go back and stay another year. 
and do it, you know, stay for a fifth. And so it almost didn't even really count. It was like a free year of experience. And so I think I look at that and, um, you know, as hard as everything was, how amazing the opportunity that I had to not only start, but play, especially an all SEC schedule. I, th- I think the, the difficulty of it is what makes it so special and unique. And obviously, you know, I loved the city of Nashville. I loved my teammates as hard as it was, but getting to know them has been amazing. And I love all the guys that I'm playing with. And um, I think especially, you know, as exciting of a time for a school as it is right now for Vanderbilt, I think, you know, I'd be missing out on a lot of positive change that's happening uh, if I were to leave it. And I honestly want to be a part of that. I want to drive the change. And, you know, the vision Coach Lee has for the program, I want to be, you know, have a part of that vision and uh, stamp my name and, you know, part of the Vanderbilt history and leave my legacy. And that's kind of, you know, been my whole attitude about it. Yeah, I have talked off podcast with you about the new staff and all the things, and there's a genuine excitement in your voice. I mean, you guys have been ready to go and and biting at the bit for a while to get started. I know you're looking forward to practice starting here in a few days, but just talk about the transition to the new staff and what has got you and your teammates very excited about what's ahead. Yeah, it's been, um, you know, Getting to know Coach Lee has been a really, really awesome experience. Uh, I think, you know, everyone that's able to hear him in his interviews is able to see just how, I guess, intelligent he is. He Everything that he does with us is all planned and all has a purpose. Everything is intentional. And I think that's been, like, the greatest thing that we've been able to experience as a team is, is as players, like, that's what we want is we want, like, regiment schedules tell us what's expected what we need to do and how we need to get where we want to go and i think coach lee has laid it all out perfectly for us and you know as far as like teaching us the basics of respect and appreciation um setting the expectations that we have for ourselves and holding each other accountable to those expectations i think it's the non-football side of everything that he's taught us that is like so exciting as a player to be able to start to learn all of that and see like, wow, like we're doing a lot more than just playing football. It's how you play the game. It's what you're doing outside of football that makes you as good of a player as you want to be. And so I think, you know, as much as I've grown as, you know, a quarterback in these last couple months with, you know, Coach Lynch, Coach Rye and, you know, Coach Lee and his staff, I think, too, me and everyone else in the program is growing as people and as young men and leaders in our communities. I think, you know, that's ultimately what his you know vision is for, uh, what his you know purpose for us is. And, uh, you know, and I'm going on about it, but that's that's what I'm most looking forward to is uh, the character that we're able to show in our games next season. And when it gets tough, how we respond to the adversity, I think that's something from last season that, you know, was lacking, I, I, I could say, um, the response to adversity. Well, Ken, you and I could talk about a lot of things tonight. I'm going to purposefully cut this short because we want to have some other topics to explore. We're going to do one of these a week through the start of the season, and then once the season starts, we're going to do one a week through the end of the season. So we're going to leave some things out there that I want to get into 
with you in the future. One thing that's going to be neat about this podcast, we'll take some questions in our war room. So you need to sign up, be a subscriber at vandysports.com. Ask your questions in the war room uh, every week. We didn't do this this week because we kind of wanted this to be a nice little surprise. And so we didn't take questions. But Ken, uh, I know you want to build your brand a little bit too. Uh, I know folks can follow you on Twitter. It's at Ken Seals QB. That's correct, right? At Ken Seals QB on Twitter, yeah. And uh, Instagram is Ken underscore Seals 8. So follow me, hit me up. I respond to people. Uh, We'd love to hear from y'all. All All right. Well, we're looking forward to do this again. And and Ken, thank you so much for your time. And I think by the time we do, the next one of these fall camp will have started. And and I know you can't wait for that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I can't wait to get into it either. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, going to be a fun year for you, going to be a fun year on the podcast. Thank you for listening to our first episode. We are now in Season 7. Can you believe that? Season 7 of the Vandy Sports Podcast has now kicked off. Anyway, for Vanderbilt quarterback Ken Seals, I'm Chris Lee, the publisher at VandySports.com and the host of this podcast. We'll have more content coming later this week, so thank you for listening.